This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara. And this is a space I've created to nerd and geek out over Hallmark Channel movies and TV shows and stuff. And this week, we are doing a countdown to countdown. So every day this week, I've been bringing you a new episode as we anticipate the beginnings of Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas and the Miracles of Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So I hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's episode with our last Wednesday at the Shores. I'm super excited to be continuing Chesapeake Shores with you guys in the new year. But today, oh my gosh, we have our first guest, you guys, at our house, at the Dear Hallmark home. Our first guest, Jax, is here. She's going to be talking with us about Hallmark movies and mysteries, specifically the mystery. She's going to be giving us the lowdown, giving me all the knowledge on which ones I need to watch, um, and just a little bit of history behind them. But before we get with our girl Jax, let me preview two Hallmark Channel movies to you. The first movie is The Christmas Sale, which will be coming on Hallmark Channel October 31st at 8 p.m. And forgive me if I butcher up this name. We have Katie Sackoff and Patrick Sabongi. Sabongi. S-A-B-O-N-G-U-I. Sabongui. And Terry O'Quinn. And the description says, When Liz returns home to take care of her estranged father, she is determined to give her daughter a perfect Christmas and reconnects with her best friend. Interesting that we have sailing, which is something you normally get in a a temperate to tropical climate, and we have Christmas. I don't know how I feel about that. The jury is still out on that one. I don't know if I want to mix my summer sailing with my Christmas cheer. But we will see. Next, on the Hallmark Channel, we have November 5th at 8 p.m., Open by Christmas. This stars Allison Sweeney and Erica Durant. When Nikki finds an unopened Christmas card from a high school secret admirer, she and her best friend Simone search to find and thank the anonymous author. Now, I like that this is kind of like a buddy thing and that, one, we don't get the the male lead. We don't know who the leading man is. And... So that that gives me even more intrigue. And the focus is on the two friends together. So I'm curious to see what will if, if they're going to learn more about each other. Are secrets going to be unearthed in this movie? I am very, very curious about that. Well, what we're going to do now is take a quick break. I'll be back after we have Jax for some nor- for some more Christmas previews. But when we come back, we are going to welcome our girl Jax into the home of Dear Hallmark. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to those of you who are watching via YouTube. Welcome back to those of you who are listening via podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever your ear takes in podcasts. As you can see, you guys, we have company. Oh my gosh, our first guest of the Dear Hallmark podcast. I am pleased to have the godmother of sleuthing, the <laughs> founding member of the Snoop Scoop, <laughs> the inspiration behind the name of the serial Applejacks. You may know her from the Hallmark's channels, Bubbly Sesh. Guys, please welcome Jax into the home of Dear Hallmark. How are you doing? Um, Dara, thank you for that wonderful, phenomenal introduction <laughs> where most of those things were true. Um, and the one about the Apple Jacks, like, I think, like, I wish it was so it can be so. I, I think it is. Therefore, it is. That's kind of where I am. It is. Therefore, Therefore it is. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, um, yes. I was debating before this, like whether to uh, like pull and be like, thanks so much for inviting me. But <laughs> I, in all honesty, to anyone who's listening, I want to thank you for letting me invite myself because I did <laughs> slide into those DMs. And I, uh, I always say, shoot your shot. And I did. And I said, can we hang on your pod? And you graciously said yes. So thank you for letting me be company with you today. Sis, it was nothing but a word. It was nothing <laughs> but a word. I'm so excited. How are you doing, though? I mean, I'm doing great. I'm number one, so excited to talk with you on this journey detective dar which is what i'm is that are we there can the, we be there the alliteration alone hook line and okay. sinker i'm in it to win it you okay well, just as long i mean if you weren't ready for your mystery moniker straight out of the gate i would give you time no pressure but i've already done a little bit of sleuthing on you and i was like okay she's ready um there's eight mystery series we're going to go through. I know a little bit about some of your history with some of them, but I'm just super glad to be on this journey with you because yeah, I'm a little bit of a snoop and <laughs> I've been creeping on you. I don't want to say I'm a stalker because I feel like I'm respectful. I just go with what people put out there. So I don't invade privacy, except for when I would read my sister's journal near a little bit with that exception. That aside. That aside. Um, two incidents with a boyfriend's phone ones where I didn't find anything, which was weirdly disappointing. Other than those two things, uh, I try and be respectful. So I'm glad to be on this journey with you. I'm, I wouldn't have it any other 
way. So before we get into the actual mysteries that we're going to chop up, give me your mystery history. How did you get involved with Hallmark movies and mysteries? What came first, Hallmark Channel or Hallmark movies and mysteries for you? Oh, okay. So that's a really good question. So my mystery history goes back little girl, like reading Nancy Drew, watching Jessica Fletcher, Father Dowling, Mm -hmm. who was a priest that solved crimes and his nun, not his nun, I'm sorry, it's the Lord's nun, but they worked together to, to solve them. Um, Columbo, you know, all the the Hardy Boys, all that, did all that. Love mysteries. Um, Much like you, because I heard you chat about this on Dear Hallmark, I have a really difficult time watching violence and things like that. So it was difficult for me to find mysteries that were okay for me to watch and not feel like I need to cover my eyes all the time. But interestingly enough, Hallmark was something I always watched growing up with my family. The Hallmark, like, you know, there's... I would say that it was an ebb and flow. I wasn't always an avid watcher. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, over the last six years, it really ramped up with the rom-coms. But then it was, I like the rom-coms a lot, but hold the phone. The itch that I needed scratched was that I needed mysteries that were safer in my eyes and then found that Hallmark had a treasure trove that I need to dive into. And that is my bread and butter. So what was the first mystery that you watched that you got hooked on? Ooh, for Hallmark. Okay, so I would say, I don't remember which one because they were all happening at the same time, like in my mind that I was consuming them. But... There was an Aurora, a Mystery 101. It was like a confluence of what can I consume. Come on, word. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Confluence. Come on, Webster. I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, you're a novelist. And because I'm a scoop, I know this. So, you know, got to know your, your audience, you know. <laughs> So you said Aurora Mystery 101. Was there anything, was there any other that added to that, that confluence, if you will? So, yes. So (laughs) I'm trying to think which was actually the first, because I don't know if you've had this in your life, whether it's when you get obsessed with something, you're interested in something, or when you have a friendship or a dating relationship, but, or like I have this with my cat Moriarty, who's you know, named after you know, Sherlock. That's a gold medal pet name right there. I'm talking <laughs> A1 steak sauce, grade A, top shelf, like gold <laughs> member. I'm so serious. That's so awesome. <laughs> he truly, he truly is the best. I got him from um, Hallmark Channel Kitten Bowl. And I don't want to brag, but I'll brag because he's my son. He not only threw the winning touchdown pass, but through the magic of TV editing, he caught that pass. I know that's right. You better have a star athlete, a pro bowler, 
in your household. I fully support that. That's so awesome. Go more. Shout out to Moriarty. Shout out to Moriarty. Oh my he was go- He was going by his um, football name at the time, which was Nickel. Oh, uh, but you can find the footage online, and I'm very proud of him. He is retired now and lives a life of utter luxury. But the reason I bring that up is to say that I look back now and I don't remember in my life when I didn't watch the Hallmark movies and mysteries. And so to be like, oh, which was the first one? It's almost like, oh, I don't know what my my sort of gateway was because I remember consuming so many at the same time. And with Hallmark, say, rom-coms, like I remember that this was both for myself getting like back in the Hallmark as an adult, but it was Nine Lives of Christmas. That was the big one. Cats. Cats. Firefighters. Kimberly. Most importantly, she actually does rank about the cats in that one. And that says a lot. Yes, Kimberly is queen. Kimberly, if you're listening to this, I love you. Okay, continue. She truly is queen. And I'm sure that you and I are both excited about that sequel coming up. And we will be watching. I will be fangirling. Absolutely. No shame here. Hard. Um, But I remember that one because I remember it being distinctive. In what made me say, I need to actually be watching these and committing to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, this needs to be part of a fandom I engage in. But with the mysteries, it was all happening so fast. And I was ravenously consuming them rather than just like, okay, now I like added into the rotation that I always felt like it was here and here it was all swirling and happening. So, that is my obsessive mystery history. I love it. I love it so much. So let's get into what are the mysteries that, because y'all, I don't know if you know this, um, but I am a a new person into the the mystery world. Um, I recently just finished the Picture Perfect Mysteries with Carlos Penavega and his wife, Alexa Penavega. Super cute. Love the nods to like this, the 50s and 60s mod with the color and the fonts. Oh my word. It was, it was so beautiful. It was cute. I like, uh, I, I can just sing its praises all day long have you finished the picture perfect mystery? Oh, yeah and i think honestly i think that's a great place to start because we both like alliteration uh picture perfect and the way that you're describing it i thought i was so in on that i remember watching the first one and when the theme music comes on stylistically i got chills like right like i see i see you feeling it like you get the chills and you're like Honestly, and look, the rest of the movie and series is great. But in that moment, I was like, if the rest of this is trash, spoiler alert, it's not. If it is worth it, because of the intro, the intro alone. 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 By itself. Stands at the gold medal. Receiving Grammys, Tonys, Oscars, (laughs) Emmys. Golden Globes. <laughs> that intro is beautiful. 
so beautiful and it gets you feeling a certain kind of way it primes you and I think that sometimes I will say that that is something that other mystery series don't do as well in the fact that the intrigue does it needs to ramp up it needs a second I think with with many things it's that most things in fact but they have you hook line and sinker from the beginning their chemistry is great. They are wonderful as a couple. They are both as sweet as pie and like the good kind of pie that's not too sweet. You know what I mean? Um, in real life and on screen, I think that there's also, I like in Picture Perfect that even though their worlds are very separate, it's not this contentious, oh, no, as a photographer, you don't belong in this world. It's a bit more playful and gentle and loving. And, of course, I love her BFF who, like, loves acting and is hilarious and always saying funny, quirky things. So Picture Perfect for me is one of those that really checks all the boxes of yes the, the mystery is good but it's so character driven and stylistically it's so interesting as well that that for me is what that checks off in in my like mystery box of what that one does and does really well that's what that one does well like the like you said the style was it's so other like I never realized that with the pops of teals and turquoises and greens and yellows and pinks and then I never realized and this is no shade to the other mysteries but kind of like how muted the like um yes. in, a, in a color in a color scale how muted the colors are on the other mysteries and until I watched picture perfect mysteries it's so bright and cheerful and it makes you want to jump in and be like okay pink panther what are we doing you know like I <laughs> It had me, you just want to blue skidoo right in there. And it's, you guys, if you haven't watched it, or if you um, haven't even watched another, any mystery at all, I would say totally start off with Picture Perfect. That That's like your perfect intro appetizer, your mouche bouche, if you will, to get you into the mystery five course meal that is Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I, I, by the way, I just learned that word amuse-bouche from my fiance like, uh, like six months ago. So I'm trying to use it more. So thank you for using it. I agree. It is the perfect amuse-bouche. I would say if you're moving into what to, with that theme, what to consume next, this is it. So this is, this is tricky because I'm the kind of person I like I like all my food on the table at once and I like pick around. So I will encourage that as well. But I would say the next one to move into, which was, I think, I know you finished Picture Perfect, but I think your gateway might've been Aurora. Did you start with that first? That was my gateway. Yes, ma'am. And I think that honestly, it's a good one to do next one. Cause there's a bunch and they could all be standalone. Um, too, because it's Candace Cameron Bure and there's really nothing else I need to say. We know she, she knows, I mean, she's producing it. She's rock star. It, it, I didn't know she produced it. 
Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. Okay. So to be honest, I don't know if she produced the initial ones, but now, I mean, she produces and it's like integral to shaping the entire story. And I mean, what is great about these is there's such world building at this point that it's not just, I don't want to spoil anything that's coming from you for you, because I know that you are romance wise, not I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that before I reveal too much. I'm such, I, I'm a super, I'm a super, snooper, scooper, super. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, but I'm not a spoiler. I try not to spoil. But what I will say is her relationship with the other characters and the world that is built, like with Mary Lou Henner or with all of the people um, that she's investigating with her, with her best friend, who is played really wonderfully by Alexa Doy. Like, I think that there's so much there that it allows you a great world to step into and plenty of content without feeling like you have to do it all in order. And I mean, she's a librarian and I know you like books. Do you, can I tell you the times that I've Googled how to become a librarian without having to get my master's? Cause I already, <laughs> I was like, is there a way I could side You know, that, um, that little gif of Kermit, like on the typewriter, like yeah, that, was, was really good gift. that was me. Like, how can I become a librarian? Like, I love, like she brings an authenticity and a relatability Candace Cameron Bray does to the character, which I think will draw people into one into her world, whether it's in if you start at um, the episode 12 and I'll use episode in quotations. But if you start at like the 12th installment or the first installment, I think there's there's such a, a charisma and charm that she brings to the role that you just like, yeah, I believe that a librarian who did like who loves and has a genuine interest in solving mysteries can help the detective and the police and like I I I was sold like I, I yeah I, I was sold well that's no that's exactly right that you see why she could fall into slash insert herself in this and and like have this real murders club and be doing all this you're like okay this makes sense to me another series that makes sense to me and I mean pushes a lot of the buttons for me. Morning Show Mysteries. Holly Robinson Pete, Rick Fox, who is now not on the show, but that's only recently. So we'll we'll I'm gonna talk about the Rick Fox case because I mean it's Rick Fox, you know, basketball player extraordinaire slash it gave me some street cred with my dad and my brother who were like, wait, Rick Fox is on Hallmark. Um Holly Robinson Pete is another one who, in my mind, can do no wrong. Um, I am trying to get away from objectifying women as much as I've done in the past, but I'm going to go ahead and throw that out the window for one minute and say this woman can wear a skirt, and she does. And I think that I... I won't go, I won't say any more because there's so much more to Holly Robinson Pete than those gams. Um, but I do think attention must be paid. However, back to her work. Um, 
She is so great in morning show mysteries. And the fact that I also think it's one of these jobs, like I love when we see our leading ladies, of course, being detectives, because as you know, Detective Dar, like that's my thing. Yes. I like when you see them being really good at the actual jobs that they have. And Holly Robbins and Pete as this anchor is very believable. It is relatable. And then her chemistry with Rick Fox. I mean, I'm sorry. It's fire. It's fire. And finally about this, I need to say that for those of you who don't know, Al Roker is a producer on this show and he appears in these mysteries. Why have I not heard that? What pause for a sip, please? Because why have I not heard that? This is what's so funny about, um, and you'll see when um, with the next series I talk about, you'll see how this is a cool world building thing within the mystery world. You start to realize that Hallmark with their movies and mysteries, they really know what they're doing because they get major power players behind them to do the thing major for those of you watching you can see my mouth is still open al rogue al morning show roker that is his name now al morning that's so can you um before you go on to the next mystery i started watching the first um the first installment of morning show mysteries but i haven't finished it could you explain because i was confused the connection between um holly robinson pete's character and rick Fox's character did he was it that Rick Fox's character knew her dad or could you explain the that um their backstory yes so and I could be misremembering because this one was a while ago for me I think he was close with her dad I do but then also for me I remember it's funny that you asked that and then I never cleared that out up for myself I remember thinking this requires further investigation because something wasn't making sense for me with it. And I don't know if I ever circle back and like dived in much in the same way that for Aurora, I spent several episodes thinking that Mary Lou Henner's character was Aurora's, and I still get confused, was Aurora's aunt instead of her mom oh it is her mom right it is her mom yeah so the so just to bring it into i didn't mean to jump back to aurora but this is something that i need when you're doing hallmark movies and mysteries you need your murder board to track your suspects absolutely yes that is for me what i pay attention to Sometimes when I'm lacking and that I really need help on, and I hope with you as my sidekick in this journey, you will help me. Absolutely. I need help with the relationships, both romantic and otherwise. Mm. I genuinely was confused through no fault of Aurora or Morning Show about the relationship connection. And I find that that happens for me usually less of the best friendships they're a little more straightforward but with either 
how a dad's involved, an uncle, a former like um, law partner, like uh, like a um, a or like a cop partner, mm-hmm. or how they're connected in that way. Sometimes I find myself needing to like come back and recenter and be like, wait, how do these people know each other? And what is their history? And have they not told me yet? And I'll find out later, or did I miss it? Mm. Sorry if that wasn't helpful for you. Because I realized I didn't really answer it. No, but um, that brings me to another connection. And I hope I'm not jumping the gun on your list, but- uh, Go anywhere. This is your buffet. I'm just, I'm just so happy to have the godmother of a sleuth on my podcast and I can ask her all these questions, but um, (laughs) the one connection that I was not ready for and the person who played this. So um, in the series, Mystery 101, um, can we just take a moment of silence for that? We're going to have to. Um, It's my favorite. My best friend, Jill Wagner, plays Professor Amy Winslow, and my cousin, um, Christopher Palaha, plays Detective Travis Burke. And further along in the series, we find out that he has an ex-wife who's an FBI agent, played by Aaron Cahill. I have been... uh, like there's been such a deep desire to have crossover in the Hallmark universe of leading ladies. And when I saw that she was, I screamed with childlike glee. I said, cause she's, she's one of my faves. Erin Cahill, she's a sunflower. Like I, I, I can't love her. So I, two things you need to know. One street one-on-one is my favorite. Um, Jill is your best friend. Chris Laha is your cousin. And Erin Cahill, I love and adore on just every level. She's amazing. Um, when I found out that that was happening, I, I mean, I couldn't even scream. I couldn't react. And then when I saw the, the movie itself, like, Cahill plays that so brilliantly. And the fact that you can tell she's got this warmth and affection for Travis. And then, and then your best friend, Amy, there's a moment where, where, um, Cahill's like trying to have this intimate, wonderful, like female friendship moment. And I love how Amy puts up a boundary and actually and, and then, like, Cahill respects that boundary. And you see that at the end, when they hug, um, she is really giving her blessing to this relationship. And, just, and watching the three of them solve it together, I mean, just everything about that, I really hope that she is in one of the future installments because it's just kiss. I mean, brilliant all around. Brilliant. My compliments to the chef, aka the writer, the casting, who like it's it's just brilliance. It's just brilliance. And speaking of that, because that was the episode 
before the latest one, Deadly History, which just ripped my heart out and said, are you okay? I don't care. I'm not okay. No, I had to send out to my um, fellow Hallmark watchers. I was like, y'all need to check on your girl because I'm eating my feelings over here because of what happened, how they ended. Like, how, how did you, how did you react to that ending for Deadly History? Okay. I'm going to be real with you. I am obsessed with the writer, John Christian Plummer, in a way that is like probably not quite uh, healthy. Uh, We'll leave it at that. Um, But he's so brilliant that I trust in him completely. And I thought when I saw it, I know that it created quite a stir, a kerfuffle in the Sleuther community, um, especially because they just declared there we might allow us we might allow us say this i know it's a spoiler but they know right if you're here you're here spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet please fast forward please fast forward if you have not watched it yet spoiler alert coming thank you (laughs) i like that you did that so they know like if you know you know like you know um and we know um I was not at all stressed or bothered by it because I assumed and probably wrongly we'll find out soon. I hope there's something with her being undercover or that there's. (laughs) I don't need a sip yet. Go ahead. Keep going. I know I'm sad that I didn't, I, I'm sad that my timing wasn't better. That wasn't a spit tag. I'm, not, I'm glad it wasn't. So we have equipment. We have equipment. We don't, I don't need to be like ruining your show. Like you're providing good content. I don't, you don't need to be like having to clear up your computer. But that yeah. would have been a good clip for the gram. People would have It was already a good clip. Your face said it all. So you think she's undercover. I do. I, well, okay. Like a, that's a theory. You're, you're, um, it's a theory that I'm working with that other fans and sleuthers were working with. It also, to me, explains a lot about the fact that if they had just dated and broken up or whatever, but it, as you know, because she's your BFF, her dating Travis and breaking up with him, I think they're endgame. So that doesn't track. But let's just pretend and put that aside something happens and they'll get back together and whatever. What really doesn't track for the character is in 11 months, which is not three years, a lot can happen in 11 months, but not that much Mm -hmm. that whatever was budding between she and Travis happens and then doesn't happen. She meets someone new. Okay. That ramps, ramps up with a snap crackle pop and they're dating and then they get engaged. That to me, that timeline doesn't fit. And I think that it doesn't mean that they're happily ever after together, Amy and Travis, but it does mean that, or there's, there might, they, that might not be her fiance, but there might have been a reason that she needs to protect Travis and let him think that she had moved on so much. Like there's something going on, and we're gonna find out what it is. 
what if it's like you said what if it's something she can't tell him to protect him because someone has it out for him and so she was being blackmailed or something into like being or that's uh, you got so no i didn't no i didn't think okay so you just gave me chills there text star because (laughs) that's the kind of work i'm expecting for i was that's the kind of work i was expecting from you like maybe in a few months, but I think that we might be working with like a prodigy level sleuther here. Oh, so, oh, what an honor! I've been knighted. Oh my gosh, what an honor! <laughs> <laughs> what an honor! Oh, so mystery one hundred and one is your favorite of the the mysteries. Period, hands down. What about it captivates you? I mean, I think that's another one with world building too, and the fact that Amy is a professor and I think the language in this and the literary references are so spot on yeah and that chemistry reminds me of Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis and Moonlighting which mm. for me talk about any compliments to the chef and when I remember thinking that and then when I interviewed Chris Palaha about the series not knowing I had that thought he said we kind of were channeling Moonlighting and I was like you were so definitely for me that checks all the boxes much like another series I need to bring up because we're doing it right now Chronicle Mysteries at least we need it's about podcasting my friend okay I need a moment um <laughs> they have a mystery about podcasting like includes podcasting Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is okay. I don't know. Uh, are you a fan of the podcast serial? It was so popular like years I've ago. I've heard of it, but I didn't listen to it. But I, I know what you, I know. What, I'm tracking with you. Well, because and I think it was very much like in, I think so many have done what that did in the way that it, it put not just podcasting more on the map, but investigative podcasting in that way. So mm-hmm. Ali Sweeney is Alex McPherson. This Ali Sweeney, she's famous for a bunch of other things, but she also did Murder She Baked, which we will not be covering in this canon of mysteries because I'm only doing from like what my time at Hallmark was to keep things a little cleaner. And they're my bigger obsessions. But she already has, as you so aptly coined, her mystery history is. Murder She Baked, which people loved. Now she's doing this serial type investigative podcast at um in conjunction at a newspaper that her 98% sure her uncle runs. You know, I said sometimes I, right. I have trouble with those relationships. I think it's her uncle. It's definitely not her dad, but confidence her uncle, or else like an older mentor man, but I'm 98% sure it's her uncle. Um, amazing cast of characters. Benjamin Ayers plays the editor at that paper, and he is just, he's so sweet and deferential to her that that pairing is really good because she's very strong at leading what she does and he's following along in a way that is really complimentary plus she's recording all this stuff in real time so unlike serial where they recorded that all they packaged it up you know that's how most investigative podcasts a lot of them work she's dropping these episodes in real 
time as she's packing the case and it's beautiful. Is this one of the newer ones that Hallmark has put out? Absolutely. It's one, it's one of the newer ones. So some people don't know about it yet. And it's, it's one of those that is so good. And people already have the buy-in with Ali Sweeney as a mystery heroine from Murder, She Baked. And of course she's got fans from everywhere from her soap days and everything else she's done, but they know that they like to sleuth with her. So I think that's another thing where the buy-in is a little bit easier, even though it's a different world. People are going to enjoy it. I love Um, that. And Murder, She Baked, we can go on that journey together because I haven't started it yet. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you haven't. I've not, not, and I'd be honored. Oh my God. I'd be honored. I I think, I think this is going to be good for us. In continuing our sleuthing relationship, Mystery Maven Jacks with Detective Dara, because this will give us a chance to truly work together on equal footing without, because I know something that you question for yourself with these mysteries is the replay value. Yes. Absolutely have replay value. But however, what would not be fair in the replay value for you and I sleuthing together is I would obviously I would remember because I've watched it. With these, we're both going in with fresh eyes, clear hearts, clean murder boards that we can write on together. Yes, I'm here for it. I've bought my ticket. Let's go. Let's well, go. Somewhere else you need to go where I'm paying homage church say is. Lacey Chabert in Crossword Mysteries. She loves rocking a leather jacket. And as Tess Harper, she is darling with someone who she's playing opposite with someone who I think is also one of your new best friends, Brendan Elliott. You're friends with him too, right? Like he's, he's he, on your list now. He is the best next door neighbor I've ever had. He. <laughs> You know that neighbor you can just call on, you can talk to. Can you watch my dog? My I got can you watch my kids really quick? I gotta go to the he he is the best neighbor and he is a brilliant actor. He both him and Lacey talented. The chemistry is bananas and pajamas. And I I it's it's gonna be so interesting to see um what their chemistry from like all all of my heart, like to see. Something, not something like actually like that because that was a, a rom-com, but like just seeing how the chemistry translates to a mystery. Well, I love how you point that out because I think that this is what Hallmark really smartly does because the mysteries, because they're on that channel that not as many people get, they need a buy-in from people who, to get them over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to raise this awareness. So I think that, it's great that they partner people they know work well together, especially because these are very rarely one-offs. They're usually like going to be a series or at least that's the intention. And this is, and they need to know their two leads are going to have bonkers chemistry at the very least. And they're going to have a whole ensemble cast. It's great. You definitely get that in crossword mysteries. Also talking about what we said with Al Roker with morning show mysteries, Will Shorts, who is actually does the crossword for the New York Times, is a consultant on this 
It's the New York Sentinel, but we all know in Crossword Mysteries, it's the New York Times. Not only does he work on Crossword Mysteries, he sometimes, like our friend Al Roker, makes an appearance in the movies. Okay, now you sold me. They what? Boss moves. I can't. Oh, but they they don't play around at Hallmark with the movies and mysteries. They just don't. I like it is, and I actually think what I like about it too is I find that because of their the ensemble casting for these, the storytellings. I don't want to say deeper and more nuanced like the rom coms aren't, but it has an opportunity. The diversity is better because we have a bigger cast of people who actually get story arcs. Mm. Like I think in our rom-com sometimes, like we don't even get to, like even our B plot sometimes we're like, wait, I wanted more of what was going on there, let alone a C plot. We're never going to have time for where in these mysteries, you could be following like a, 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 a teeny tiny character arc and you see it built from movie to movie. Um, I am going to go a little darker next for you and I hope you're ready because I am not always ready for these. Martha's Vineyard Mysteries. It doesn't sound like it's going to be dark, but with Jesse Metcalf as our leading man, he's nitty, he's gritty, and sometimes it's a little bit raw, but I appreciate it. I could not have said it better myself. I actually have already watched two of the Martha's Vineyard. And I say oh. Martha's Vineyard like that, you know, for the for the authenticity. But <laughs> I've already watched two and I, I already see the, the, the stark difference. Like you said, it's darker. It's more intense. I like the friendship that his character is building with Sarah Lynn's character. I love, first of all, I've never, this is my first introduction to Sarah Lynn. Um, as an actress, I love her. She has a smile that could light up a room. She, like her performance, much like Candace Cameron, I believe that she's Dr. Z. And I think that that name is Boss as well, like Dr. Z. I completely agree with you. I think Sarah Lynn, one, she's just a, she's just a really good actress. Um, I think she has a really great chemistry with Jesse that she's not to bubblegum princess because that would push him away. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know who is a bubblegum princess in that movie that I am here for? Her best friend who makes me laugh constantly. Like she's so funny and I am so there for their friendship. But, and she's just like gorgeous and fun and they have just a great thing going that's again, talking about world building, it's there. But I really love that they are both experts in what they do. And actually, Jesse's character is a little bit hard on his luck right now. Whereas we've got Dr. Z, who's like thriving at the top of her profession. Yes. And yes. this is another one where I'm going to need your help in the fact that her dad isn't, it's her dad, right? It's yeah, not her yeah. uncle. It's her dad is in the police force and he like, Knows Jesse from before, I think, but then also he's still working and maybe not retired yet. Sometimes when we get to these law enforcement officials and we're talking about if they're retiring, when they're retiring, we have that picture perfect. We have like, I'm like, I can't track if they're still in the workforce. 
And I appreciate everything our law enforcement does for us. I just sometimes don't know whether or not in these Hallmark movies, if they're still technically on the beat on the payroll or if they're just doing it for free. That's what that was something I was thinking about with Jesse's um, or GW as Dr. Z's dad calls them because his name is Jefferson Washington Jackson, Jeff Jackson. That's his full name. Um, but quick sidebar, do you ever get confused when you're watching these because you think of the famous Jeff Jackson? First, okay, now we're best friends. Um, so <laughs> I never thought about that, but now I can't not think about that. I was actually sorry like, and you're welcome. Like I was actually thinking about Thomas Jefferson from Hamilton. I was thinking about David Diggs and what he, what he brought to the Thomas Jefferson role. But the famous Jet Jackson was hands down my favorite Disney Channel show. And sidebar, I'm actually thinking about doing a Disney Champ like a podcast with me and my roommate where we watch Disney Channel original movies as adults. And and you have to. And oh, you have to. <laughs> Okay, I'm fully in on this. You must do this. <laughs> because I'm in such, like, watching, I try to watch some of the Disney Channel shows now to see, you know, what the kids are hip to nowadays. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is not my Disney Channel. I need to, I want to go back. <laughs> I want to relive the poof point, the 13th year, Xenon girl of the 21st century. Yes, you do. House, luck of the Irish. I want 17 again. I want it all. <laughs> and I want it now. You're so right. I love that, like, not to knock anything that's happening there because it's all great and our kids need it and we need it too, like the kids of this generation. But I love that. Hashtag not my Disney channel. Like we need, we need the nostalgia of what we grew up with and it's not to take away from the amazing content they're creating now, but like we need what we need too, even as adults, perhaps even more so we didn't think we were going to need it as adults. Now we're like, a lot has happened. Oh, hello. A lot has happened. I found myself waking up on a Saturday and what am I watching? Pepper and Pepper and she's too cool for seventh grade. Pepper and she's like one in a million. I was like, I just needed something, you know? That's the something you needed. Like nothing else was going to check that box. Like that's, that is the, that would be a good ringtone, by the way. Like I would love for that to be my ringtone. Like we knew, we knew we needed, I am in full support of that. And actually, now that we've workshopped this, I feel like we need to contact Hallmark and get the famous Chet Jackson to appear on Martha's Vineyard Mysteries. Then do you think that's too much of an Easter egg that is so niche that we would be literally the only two people to get it? I don't know, but the actor who played the famous Chet Jackson, he has passed away. Are you serious? I am so serious. He passed away quite a few, probably like seven or eight years ago. He was, because he was on a show, Rizzoli and Isles. I don't know if you know of that show on TNT. He was a regular on that show. And it was whilst filming that show, they walked in and saw him on the floor. And yeah, that was, that was, yeah. You know what you're saying that, and and not to, bring it down but one I'm so glad you told me that too I actually feel like I don't know if this ever happens to you and sorry if this gets dark you guys but I don't know if this ever happens to you that sometimes 
you know something and you remember it Mm -hmm. and you have it. And then you sort of forget it. Like, and I might be wrong. Do you remember Brad Renfro? I don't. Mm-mm. Okay, so he was in Tom and Huck, and I think he has since passed away. But because I grew up with him, and much like Jet Jackson, he was one of my crushes of that time. Uh, I still exist in a world where even if they are not with us anymore, they're still so much a part of my upbringing that it's like you get that news, and then you lock it away to protect yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally understand. And it's just such a, oh my goodness. There's only Niles is really good though too, but that's another one that I've not like gone into the way I should, which is a shame because it's two female detectives like on the beat. Killing it. Like literally they are killing it. We got to get, okay. So now that we can't, Sorry, Hallmark, for workshopping that that literally would involve you going back in time. And sorry if I brought it down. But I will bring it back up with, oh, wait, what do I want to, oh, okay. The only one that's left, wait, tell me if I've done all these. Aurora, Mystery Mm -hmm. 101, Morning Show, Chronicle, Crossword, Picture Perfect, Martha's Vineyard. Okay, we're going to end on and this is appropriate because I do know where you live not specifically in a stalker way just respectfully in a sleuther way and you are a fellow Pennsylvania gal and Pennsylvania gal but in Philly where Matchmaker Mysteries is set with the queen of love Angie Doublefine you love Danica McKellar is the best Matchmaker Mysteries do you have Victor Webster as the te- as the detective? I promise you, I don't know I what it is. Say that. I don't know what it is about his name, but it just warrants that accent out of me. And I I try to shake it, but it's hard. So bear with me. Why would you shake it? I I, just, I love it. Okay, I just don't want to do. I just don't. Wanna, I feel I don't want to make sure I'm not like offending or doing a disservice to Vic. Vic, it's even hard for me to say it regularly. I have to say Victor Webster. No, don't. I think, honestly, I think the fact that you do it is the opposite of not offending or doing a disservice. It's extra personalized. Like, I wish someone said my name, like, quirky, and that was, like, their thing with my name. Like, he should feel honored. (laughs) Man, so I watched one matchmaker mystery. It was the... I think it was called Fatal Romance about the romance author who died and her ex-boyfriend Ethan comes back and then the whole kit and caboodle with that because that one doesn't come on as frequently enough for me to DVR it and I can't find it that one and crossword I can't find either it being played a lot or on Amazon because I'll I'll buy it I don't mind I might have to start DVD collecting and becoming that um type of sleuther and just amass a collection of mystery DVDs I think that's that's where I'm headed I think that's what what should be done I I like where you're like I will financially commit to this you're like not you are not just trying to get it for free which is fine too like I'm all about trying to get stuff for free but it's like you're willing to make a financial commitment to your sleuthing future like this is it. This is my life. I I'm here. I'm Detective Dara is on the beat. Like I've 
I'm I'm here. I don't know what else to say. Like I the fact that I tripped and fell into this world is just all but it's everything amazing and then some. I'm just well and so and I'm going to continue pulling you deeper and deeper into this. I mean the matchmaker mysteries are so fun because in addition again talking about capable women being really good at their jobs they're not only detectives, but they all have cool jobs that they are very good at. And yeah, for yeah. me, cool jobs are great, sure. But what's more important is that if you have a job, you are good at it or you care a lot. Now, I know, like, and, and I think that that is something I've had a lot of like wacky, weird, random freelancing jobs that. I've had some jobs that people would think are really cool and then some jobs that people think are totally like unglamorous or they'd be like, I'd never do that. But I always felt like I tried to at least bring the same level of energy and weird enthusiasm because you're like, if I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do a thing. And they do all have like super cool jobs, but they're all really capable women. So she is a great matchmaker. It's so much fun. Set in Philly. So there's all the fun stuff they're doing around town, the city of brotherly and sisterly love. And I really, really love Danica. I think she's so funny. And she's someone who, I mean, again, talking about like world building with this, you know, Patty Sanger, who's a millionaire matchmaker, she works on this show. She produced, yeah. When yeah. I saw her name, my whole college gears just came flooding back. Because I, when I tell you I lived on the island of Bravo, that got me through college. Bravo and Tyler Perry and Bernie Mac, but all of them got yes. me through college. So when I saw that, Patty, and she made a cameo as a cop, in one of the th I said and to your point about Danica I love how because each um each of our leading ladies has something they have like an exceptional quality to them and with Danica I noticed that she's incredibly perceptive to body language and I love that that's something that she she notices both in a dating aspect with her job but even when it comes to finding out um, when, when it comes to sleuthing snooping and um, and figuring out what it is she needs to know to help solve the mysteries. So I I appreciate that about the matchmaker mysteries. What the way you just broke that down for me, Dara, I got like little bubbles of excitement in my heart because I love that you made that connection that she uses the skills she has in her chosen profession and that that translates. And they do a really good job of of showcasing how that seamlessly makes sense yes yes yeah you get it you get me you get it you get this world I mean you you are you've already taken me on a journey of not only with the mysteries and the one that we are going to get to experience for the first time together but highs and lows where you had to fill me in on on my man Jet Jackson and like we we went through it all together and went on this journey that I feel like I hope you will have me back again sometime that we can continue this journey together. Is it wrong of me to assume that I was already going to have 
am I is that too forward of me to just say oh uh you ain't have a choice you are <laughs> I love picturing you like offline like saying to your friends or saying you like I mean yeah it was great to have her on but like she she keeps asking so like I mean like she keeps asking me to come on so I mean like uh <laughs> No, never that. You got to change the tone. Y'all, she keeps asking. I am it's just me. I don't know why she, I love it. I, it's got to be, yeah, that, that's how I'm at. That's how I'm saying it. Y'all, I don't know what I did, but she wants to come on this little engine that could called Dear Hallmark and just drop some mystery sleuthing detective knowledge on the kids. I'm so grateful. I wouldn't want anyone else to come on this mystery journey with me, Mystery Maven Jax. I'm appreciative. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me, Detective Dar, and I cannot wait to continue sleuthing with you going on this journey. We have a lot to experience together, and I hope people will come with us because we're having a lot of fun. So either get on like this train that could, and if you don't, we're, we'll still have our own party. But I think people will come. You're still invited. Everyone's invited. Please know. <laughs> oh, you get on. We got it's plenty free. of room. It's free. free. No tickets sold. Just bring yourself and just the capacity to have fun. That's all we ask. That's mm-hmm. all we ask. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack- it's free and like all the DVDs you're going to have to buy because you're invested on, on a next level. But for everyone else, you can watch whatever's on and hop on the train and you're okay. There it is. There it is. Well, Miss Jax, I thank you so much for coming on to Dear Hallmark. It was an absolute pleasure. It was an extreme delight to have you grace not only our listening ears, but also our eyes. I'm eternally grateful. Eternally grateful. <laughs> Dar, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you for having me. You guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview conversation low down with the Motown herself, Jax. <laughs> I really appreciate her coming on to Dear Hallmark and as my first guest, and I feel like we're just warming up, you guys. So let me preview for you two more Christmas movies before I let you go. This first Christmas movie is going to be on Hallmark Channel coming on November 6th at 8 p.m. And it stars Lindsay Fonseca, Chandler Massey, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. We got some time travel. We got a little Back to the Future reunion in this movie called Next Stop Christmas. And here is the premise. Angie wonders what her life would be like if she had married a former boyfriend who becomes a famous sportscaster. She takes the train home to spend Christmas with her family and inexplicably finds herself 10 years in the past with the advice of the train's enigmatic conductor. They better use these words. Inexplicably an enigmatic <laughs> conductor. Angie has, Angie has the chance to revisit that Christmas and learn what and who is truly important to her. So this gives me Love's Strike Twice vibes with a different vehicle. Instead of a wishing fountain, we have um, a train. And I don't know if Angie is already married or if she's single. 
and um, maybe she just wants to know what life would be like if she had married her former boyfriend. I'm going to assume he's rich and she's not. And I'm always down for a what if and a time travel and Christmas. So I feel like that's definitely something I'm going to be interested in. And that is something that I am excited about. Now this one here. Oh my gosh. Hold the eggnog and the cornbread. This one premiering November 7th at 8 p.m. on Hallmark Channel. Starring Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. A Christmas treasure. After opening a 100-year-old time capsule and meeting a charming chef, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Okay, so she's a writer. He's a chef. She opens a time capsule. I wonder what's in it. Why the chef is there with her. What all is going on? I love me an author, and I love me some food. I'm surprised they didn't have Brendan Penny, because we know Brendan Penny is good for a chef role, y'all. <laughs> we know Brendan Penny is good for a cook, cooking, wine, something. Even in the the Christmas movie he was in last year, The Little Charm of or Christmas Charm or whatever, they still had to have a scene with him doing the flick of the wrist with his knife in the kitchen, which that kitchen was spectacular, by the way. But um, this one I am very excited for. They actually have a preview up for this movie already in the Hallmark Movie Checklist app. And Michael Xavier is pulling out all the charms. I saw he was in Christmas Comes Twice with Tamara Mori Housley last year. He was also in a couple of Lifetime movies opposite Kyla Pratt for like a broadcasting or was it Keisha? No, it was opposite Keisha Knight Pulliam for like a broadcasting Christmas or something like that. And then he was opposite, I forget the young lady's name, but Christmas on Wheels, um, which which was, that one was okay. That one was okay. I actually have a review for Christmas on Wheels for the down in the archives of the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel, if you want to check that out. But based off of the clip that I saw in the Hallmark Movie Checklist app, they got chemistry as bright as a Christmas tree, and I'm here for it. And I can't wait to see it displayed on my screen, okay? I'm very excited about that, and I'm very excited about Countdown to Christmas, as I've said every episode <laughs> this week. <laughs> Guys, I want, I want to hear what you have to say. Let me know what you're thinking about this year's Countdown to Christmas or anything Hallmark-related. You can do so by leaving me a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts, and it will be played here on the podcast for me to respond to. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to YouTube so that you'll, get, you'll stay up to date with all of the reviews that I won't be doing here on the podcast. I will be uh, splitting up my reviews for the movies between the podcast and the YouTube channel. So you want to make sure you're subscribed to both if you haven't already. If you're just visiting and you, you're just kind of listening to an arbitrary episode, be sure to subscribe to the Dear Hallmark podcast as well because I'm going to be doing half of my reviews on here. And you also want to check out the gram. Uh, Dear Hallmark on Instagram, we doing some things. We got a little nice community, a little nice. We got a nice little community down on the gram. And I always do my my gut reactions on there for movies that you won't see me do on YouTube 
or on the podcast. I look forward to concluding our countdown to countdown with you all with my favorite Hallmark movies this year. That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. I will see you guys then.